0: Welcome to the Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. In today's message, Dr. Forrest presents part one of his teaching on the gift of God in you. I want to talk to you this morning about the gift of God in you. It may seem like a basic message to many of you, but I really feel like we need to reemphasize the fact that there is a gift that God has placed on the inside of each and every one of us. Amen. You have a gift, in fact, that was planned for you before the universe was created. It was planted in your heart by God the moment you were conceived. Finding your gift is the key to discovering your purpose, and discovering your purpose is the key to fulfilling your destiny. So finding your gift is not a lightweight thing. In fact, it's crucial that you find your gift. Discover your purpose. Fulfill your destiny. Because people's lives are at stake. Amen. Eternal destinies are at stake. There are people you can reach that perhaps no one else can. Amen. Amen. That's why it's absolutely vital that you become the person that God called you to be. Do the thing that God called you to do so that you reach the people God called you to reach. Amen? Amen. And the whole process begins with finding your gift or gifts and cooperating with the Holy Ghost to develop those gifts to the highest level possible. Amen. Amen. Let's begin with a fundamental truth. Everyone has at least one gift from the Lord. Everyone has at least one gift. Ephesians 4.8 in the New King James Version. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high... He led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. So this is a reference to the fact that Jesus actually, when he was raised from the dead, he went into Abraham's bosom on the way back up to heaven. He gathered all the saints that were waiting there in a holding pattern in paradise And now that he had paid the price and shed his blood and he was raised from the dead, he can now declare them born again and take them up to heaven. Amen. Amen. So he led captivity captive. And then the first thing he did when he sat on the right hand of the father is he gave the Holy Ghost to the earth and he gave gifts unto men. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. First Peter 410 in the new King James version. As each one has received a gift Minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So right there it is in the scripture. Each one has received a gift. If you're born again, spirit-filled, you have received a gift. Amen. Even before you were born again, spirit-filled, there was a gift waiting for you. And the moment you said yes to Jesus, that gift wanted to begin to operate in your life. Amen. Amen. 1 Peter 4.10 in the Amplified Classic says it even better. As each of you has received a gift, a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment, employ it for one another as befits good trustees of God's many-sided grace, faithful stewards of the extremely diverse powers and gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor. Amen. You've got a gift. And it's a unique and a powerful gift. Amen? Hallelujah. So in this verse, we see that every born-again believer has a gift from God and is expected to steward that gift and employ it for the benefit of fellow believers, but also for the benefit of the world. Well, what if I don't know what my gift is? I get that question all the time. Well, if you don't already have an inkling of what it is that God has gifted you to do, then search the Lord until He makes it clear to you what He's gifted you to do. Amen? I mean, the minute you get born again, filled with the Spirit, there's a gift that's activated in you. And the first thing you should do as a newly born-again, Spirit-filled believer is say, Lord, I'm born again. I'm filled with the Spirit. i got all this power. What did you gift me to do? Point me in the right direction. What steps do I need to take to start growing and developing in that gift? Amen. Glory to God. I suspect most of you here this morning and many listening by podcast that you already know what God has gifted you to do. You know your gift and you're at various levels of development in that gift. Some have a gift or gifts that have sat on the shelf for too long. I'm speaking to some people here this morning. You need to take that gift off the shelf, dust it off, and get busy growing and developing in that gift. Amen. Dan and Ashley were sitting in a discipleship class at Word of Life Center in Shreveport, Louisiana. When I was the head of the Bible school, I also taught discipleship classes. And they were sitting back in the back of this classroom. I think there was about 20 people there and their friends Matt and Michelle Bogan were there. And I was teaching on something along these lines about everyone has a gift and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost arrested me And I walked back to them and I said somebody in here, you know, you've got a gift It's a musical gift and I started going like this and you've sat on the shelf for too long And God wants you to take that thing off the shelf and start using it for the glory of God Well, there were two bass players sitting right in front of me Dan and Matt And they both looked at each other. It was the first time they had ever encountered something like that, somebody giving them a personal word, and uh, they didn't know quite what to think about it. But guess what happened? It was just a few weeks later. First, Matt showed up on the platform, and then Dan showed up on the platform, and they were using their gift. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that's how far back Dan and Ashley go with us, and that's why they followed us here from Louisiana to start this church in Wilmington, North Carolina. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I want to make one thing clear before we go too much further. When I talk about the gift of God in you, it is a spiritual gift, but I'm not talking about the spiritual gifts listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 10, the nine gifts of the Spirit. That would be public tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, gifts of healing, working of miracles, and special gift of faith. All of those gifts are available to the born-again spirit-filled Christian anytime the Spirit of God wills, okay? So I'm not talking about those gifts. Although those gifts are involved in you operating in your gift, they are not the gift. You follow what I'm saying? I'm talking about the kind of gifts and callings that are given by God and won't ever be taken away. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. The Amplified Version says it this way. The gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. Once given, they will never be taken back. Amen. Whether you use your gift or not, God has not taken it back. So I say... If he feels that strongly about it, I might as well start using the gift that he gave me. Amen? The gifts that I'm talking about can be categorized broadly as follows there are fivefold ministry gifts, there are something that I call body gifts, and then there are miscellaneous gifts. Fivefold ministry gifts are listed in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. They're listed, and their purpose is listed. This is the New King James Version. And he himself gave some to be apostles. That's talking about Jesus. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So there's five that we call the five-fold ministry. It's just kind of one of those Christian Holy Ghost buzzwords, you know, that only the Holy Ghost crowd knows what you're talking about when you say, I'm in the five-fold ministry. Amen? Then it says, these gifts... Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher are for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Let me stop right there. Preachers are anointed not to do all of the ministry. They're anointed to teach the people of God how to do the ministry. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Theoretically, a fivefold minister should work himself out of a job if he's doing it right. Getting the people out there laying hands on the sick and getting people filled with the Holy Ghost, amen. And moving mountains and speaking faith and doing great things. Not because they're fivefold, but because they are born again spirit-filled believers, amen. Glory to God. These gifts, verse 13, will be with us till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now I want to just... Address that for a second, because there are some people in the body of Christ today who say not all of the five ministries are valid today. For example, there are many who say that the prophet is no longer valid today. Neither is the apostle. All we have is a pastor, teacher, evangelist. Well, my Bible says that we're going to need all five apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And I think you would agree with me. If you look at the body of Christ today, you'd say, we are not there. We are not even close. So we need all five of the fivefold ministers to be operating in the body of Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, these gifts are sometimes called office gifts and refer to individuals who have a calling to, to the body of Christ at large, with, of course, the exception of the local pastor. He's the head of the local church, and he or she may have a calling that extends beyond their local church through television, radio, etc., and through traveling to speak to a more national or international audience. But by and large, the pastor, his ministry is he's the head of the local church. Amen. Glory to God. So then we want to talk about body gifts. And this is where most of the body of Christ, body gifts and miscellaneous gifts, this is where you're going to find where your niche is, the gift that belongs to you. It may not be named specifically, but as I'm going to show you, you can find your gift here. Body gifts. So not everyone is gifted or called to the fivefold ministry, but everyone has a gift that can be used for the kingdom of God. Amen. So if you're not called to the fivefold ministry at this time or ever, you'll probably find your gift in what many refer to as the body gifts mentioned in Romans chapter 12. They're used primarily at the local church level to help edify fellow believers and to help the pastor implement the vision of the house that was given to him by the Lord. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 4 through 8, New King James Version. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry. Let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now I know that's a mouthful, but I want to back up and I want to address one thing. Verse six, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us. Amen. When God gives you a gift, he gives you the grace, the empowerment to operate in that gift. Many people know what their gift is, but they're very timid to go out there and operate in that gift because they don't realize that with that gift, came the grace and the empowerment to operate in that gift. Amen? Glory. And you see here that there are some things that look very familiar here in these body gifts to some of the fivefold ministry gifts like teaching, um, ministering, prophesying. But I would submit to you that if you have one of these body gifts, it's more at the local level, okay? You haven't been elevated quite yet to the fivefold ministry level. Doesn't mean it's not important. Because the body of Christ needs to experience all these types of ministries in the local setting, like we did today. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, Ricky, he's a five-fold minister. John Newland, fivefold minister. I know you guys are fivefold fold ministry, um, but you're here in the local church. So uh, there has to be expression of those five-fold ministry type gifts at a lower level in the body of Christ. Amen? Glory to God. I want to talk about miscellaneous gifts. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 and 28, New King James Version. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. Now let me break this down for you. Notice that three of the five-fold ministry gifts are mentioned specifically, apostle, prophet, and teacher. Then miracles, gifts of healing, and varieties of tongues are mentioned, which are prevalent in the ministry of the evangelist. That leaves helps and administrations that are particularly helpful to the pastor when carrying out the vision of the local church. Amen? This is at least the way that I see this verse. So what is the Ministry of Helps? Well, if your gift, as unusual and unique as it may seem, if that gift helps the pastor carry out the vision of the local church, then that gift is a Ministry of Helps. It's that simple. Administrative gifts are immensely helpful in helping to get a church started, get organized, and then grow and expand. For example, my wife, my lovely wife, Patricia, I call her Trish, Sitting right in front row here. My wife has incredible administrative and organizational gifts, which helped me immeasurably when I was a Bible school director and have helped me immensely to start this church from the ground up with just me and her. I mean, we're talking about you got to form a corporation, you got to write bylaws, you got to set up a bank account, you got to set up church books, and all of those things. I'm telling you, I'm not being false modest here. I could not do without her. I'm gifted to preach and teach. Yeah, but I can't carry out my function as pastor without somebody that's going to help me organize and get things administered properly. And she is indispensable in that regard. Amen. So if you can't name your gift, it's probably Ministry of Helps. Are you good with cars? Do you take care of the pastor's cars? Well. Well, that's the Ministry of Helps because you're helping the pastor. He's got to get to church. He's got to get out there, pray for the sick. He's got to meet with people at coffee shops. He's got to go here and there, to and fro, amen? If you're good with music, that's a Ministry of Helps. In fact, if you really think about it, in the local church, if you're doing something in the church, no matter what it is, it's probably under the blanket of Ministry of Helps. Because it helps the pastor carry out the vision of the local church. Amen. And as such, it's very, very important. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. Hmm. As we grow and develop in our gift or gifts, we become a gift. What do I mean by that? John chapter 4, verse 10, New King James Version little background, Jesus is at the well in Samaria. He meets a Samarian woman. They start to have a little conversation. He asks for a drink of water, and she says, Hey, you're a Jew. I'm a half-breed Samarian. You're not even supposed to be talking to me. And Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and He would have given you living water. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that's talking to you right now, you'd ask that gift of God to put the gift of God in you. Amen. Amen. Living water. So, when you grow and develop in the gift that God has given unto you, you become a gift to the world around you. To your circle of influence, you become the gift of God to them because you bring to them life giving waters. Amen. So it is very important for you to grow and develop in your gift because you are to bring life giving waters to all those around you. You are to be just like your big brother, Jesus, a gift to all mankind to the local church, to your fellow believers, but also to all those lost and dying souls out there who need to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We should not be timid but bold to operate in our gift. Second Timothy 1, 6 through 9. Now, we've all memorized 2 Timothy 1, seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It is one of the most popular verses in the body of Christ. Just about everybody you know that's been walking with the Lord for any length of time knows that scripture. But most of them quoted out of context. Yes, it can be applied broadly. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. But in context, it was meant to be specific. So let's back up to verse 6 and find out where it fits. Verse 6 says, Therefore I remind you, now this is Paul speaking to his spiritual son Timothy. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Paul is telling Timothy, you don't need to be afraid or timid when it comes to operating in your gift. You need to be bold and get out there and operate in your gift so you can touch people's lives for the glory of God. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Man, I just love saying that before time began. It sounds like science fiction, but it's so cool and it's so true. So according to the Bible, we really are on a mission from God. To borrow a line from the Blues Brothers. And sometimes, like the Apostle Paul, we're going to take some heat for preaching the truth. Sometimes we're going to feel intimidated by the task at hand, like we're not up to the challenge. Sometimes you might feel you'll be shunned or belittled by other believers if you really step out in your gift. Sometimes you might wonder if you should use your gift in non-church settings. Amen. Out there in the world according to the Apostle Paul, that's the time you should stir up the gift of God. That's the time you should dial it up a notch. Amen? Amen. You should refuse to allow fear in any form to stop you from operating with boldness in the gift of God that's in you. And he ends the passage by reminding us that our gifts and callings should transcend the problems and fears of this world because they were assigned to us before The world existed before time began. I got to say it again. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So to wrap this thing up, let me say this. Today's message is clear and basic and fundamental. If you don't know what your gift is, seek the Lord until you find out what it is. Amen. It's not some heavenly game show where God goes, I've got a gift for you. Guess what it is? (laughs) He wants you to know the gift of God that's been placed on the inside of you. If you know what your gift is, cooperate with the Holy Ghost to develop it to the highest level possible. Amen? If you put your gift on the shelf for a while, take it off the shelf and begin to grow anew and develop in that gift. Finally and most importantly, Make the determination that you're going to operate in your gift holding nothing back in bold and fearless fashion. Amen? Amen. Here endeth the lesson, my Episcopal pastor used to say. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed part one of Dr. Forrest's teaching on The Gift of God in You. If you are in the Wilmington area and are looking for a place to worship, come join us on Sunday at 9.45 a.m. for coffee and fellowship, 10.30 for worship and service, and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for spirit-filled prayer. If you would like to learn more about us and access more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faithlife Wilmington.